hands everywhere. Titty ass hands in the air. Somebody over here. Shaking for the man of the year. All right, it's a special edition uh, Fast X Sports Show. It's entirely golf-centered, which is not every day that we have one of these, but whenever we do, you know we got to have on our Fast X golf expert, and that is uh, Klaus. So, Klaus, just how are you doing right off the bat? How was uh, the winter months treating you with uh, no golf on the horizon? Yep, sir. Well, first off the bat, I have a mini-announcement to make about Fast X. My, uh, my blogs are officially going to be called... Ready for this? Yeah. I haven't heard this before, so... Okay, this is... It, it, it's pretty good. It, better than most blogs. Referring to the Tiger Woods putt of 2001. So, <laughs> blogs. How many times do you think you uttered that one line in your life? Probably more than three million times. That's the only golf quote I think you know. It's better than most. <laughs> oh, I know a bunch. I, in your life, has you seen anything like that? 2005 <laughs> Masters. But, anyways, it's going good. Um, Working a bunch, trying to, you know, just stay in there and wait for golf season. Really, that's the only thing keeping me going as well, referring to your blog. So. Yep. It really is. I don't know. It, I've never craved golf more than I have these this last month or so. I, with the COVID yep. lockdowns, the COVID restrictions, and I don't. we don't need your two cents on the COVID restrictions. I know you probably want to throw them out there. But with that being said, the COVID that's restrictions it. and the fact that it's just always so damn cold out, uh, golf is at a fever pitch in my head right now. I need it. No, I'm, I'm. Well, as far as the covert, oh, I'm right in the middle on that. I'm not going to get. <laughs> yeah, see, you, know, you, had, you couldn't resist. You couldn't resist. Uh, well, because you had to, you had to say it though. But no, I, there's something to be said about it. You got to go both ways with it. So okay, you know, take the level approach. But as far as yeah, this has been. There's nothing to do really. So it's kind of just like I've been. I've done a lot of like reminiscing about. Oh yeah, I remember playing. You know, this course back back in uh, July or something. I want to go there this year. So. Literally all winter, you're just thinking about what yeah. what am I going to do when the weather breaks? Exactly, and uh, uh, for a lot of people who maybe uh, check out our website or check out our blogs, they probably already see my top ten list. But uh, it's going to be a little bit of a retread in terms of my list. But I'm also going to be able to flesh out more well thought why I rank certain courses here or certain courses there. Uh, so with that being said, let's just get right into it because we got a lot to get to. So I'm going to start with uh, my number ten. Or do you have any honorable mentions? Should we throw out a couple honorable mentions here? I have, yes, I'm glad you asked. I have three honorable mentions. Okay, so I'll so. just throw my, my two out there. And I know you have very strong feelings about one of my honorable mentions. Uh, first one, Corona Hills. Uh, we both grew up playing in this course all the time. It's just kind of one of those you got to always throw in there. I do feel like this course is its probably the best walking course. And it's not because it's necessarily a short course, but just something about it, it because all the holes are so close together. It's the perfect walking course. Like you've kind of dubbed it the perfect happy hour Friday night. You want to have some fun with your buddies. Great course to go to to play around. Oh, absolutely. It hits differently. It, it really, it really, that place is, you. I think it's more of your imagination you let run because it's just kind of it's kind of like that Brookshire feeling with us, you know, where we just you're at a kind of semi decent course, I guess, for this area, but it really you feel like you're playing, um, you know, the back nine of the U.S. Open with your friends type of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And what, what I will say, and we've always said this, is that if this course was expanded to 18 holes, uh, there's always been rumors that they've thought about it or that it might be coming down the pipe if new people buy the course. Um, if it was 18 holes, I truly do believe it would be up there with the Brookshires, the Glenbriars, the Briar Ridges of the world. I think it's that nice of a course. 
Um, and I just hope that uh, it is currently up for sale. I just hope that it is staying, of course, and it's not sold to somebody who's going to turn it into apartments or something. That's my one uh, thought on that. I would buy that course, and you could expand most holes. You might have to change like some of the holes in the front nine, but you could buy that course, make the holes in the front nine a little longer, a little more tougher, and you could put either a back nine like over by the driving range, like that field, yeah. or you could do one kind of like behind the houses, by the railroad tracks, something like that. But if you did that, oh, it'd be top five on my list just because of how much we played Corona Hills. And I really hope either, one, they keep the course, you know, just, you know, the owners are great and, we, you know, we all know them, great going to that place. But if, if new people do buy it, then hopefully they care about it as much as, you know, the next guy and you just gotta with whenever you talk about this course i mean people who have maybe only played it once or twice what they come away thinking is 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 the greens really it's they you'll never see another set of greens anywhere like it other than maybe hole 10 at glenbrier they are from another world um if oh. you remember when we played high school golf we played against goodrich who was like the number one team in our conference and i don't know we were three or four or something like that and we actually ended up tying them uh, yes. It basically was because they were just having a terrible time on the greens. They couldn't figure them out. But guys like you or me who have played the course, you know, since we were 10, we know exactly how they all break. Yep. Oh, I was, yeah, that was really cool. We we tie, and then they had one uh, one guy that went to Grand Valley, I think, to play for that, that year. He was a senior. So, I mean, we're talking D2, um, you know, borderline scratch golfer, high school players going to college shooting 45s literally 45s <laughs> it is uh, yep. some all right my other uh, one last uh, i don't mention i had was uh glenbrier which it, it, this is the definition of like a polar opposite course people either love it and get memberships there and play it all summer or people hate it and swear they'll never play it again the reason i think people hate hate this course is for people like you who cannot stand the idea of getting a big number on the scorecard, and as soon as they do, the entire round falls apart, or long hitters who aren't necessarily super accurate, where Glenbrier forces you to not hit driver every single time. You have like the one par five where you have to hit a seven iron, then like a three wood, then a pitching wedge to get the get to the green in three. There's just a lot of different shots, and I feel like it takes a smarter player who is a lot more accurate in order to score well there, which I will say this, my score of 79 which i posted at the start of the summer last year uh was never beaten and i offered 50 dollars for anyone who would beat that can we go there next summer to i mean, i i i gotta try to beat that it, that course um you know i'll just spoil it right now we'll do you know we're gonna do our four most hated courses that's my number one i mean if you already know me as a golfer you already know that's my least favorite course it's not really the the course itself isn't really that bad i love the clubhouse I really like the area. It, it, it really isn't anything against the course at all. It's it's really I really I should like that course. I'm an I'm a <laughs> accurate hitter, great short game player, but I think you nailed it. There's so many. There's a little room for error, and if you get a triple bogey, I don't get a lot of triple bogeys. I just get like a lot of double bogeys or a lot of bogeys when I'm playing really bad. So getting an eight really rattles me. So I don't know. And then you know missing states senior year by three strokes. Um, that, that hurts. That's so, the thing about that course. You're never going to have like a perfect scorecard. You're never going to post a perfect no. scorecard at that course. Nope. Uh, but all right, your honorable mentions before we get into our list. Um, I had one of yours, uh, Corona Hills. Yep. Had to put it in there. Um, just, you know, it's a, a memento towards our childhood type of thing. Um, <laughs> Wasso. 
Wow. Didn't, it didn't make your top 10. It's Wasso. Um, it, it, it couldn't. Top 10 all time. Um, courses. It, 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 it's, it's one of those where I've played it enough where I've played enough courses around here where I got to put courses that it basically, okay, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it on, on simple terms. So how I went into picking my top 10 is one, my experience two how good the course is like, you know, how nice it is. And three, um, workability, like how well does my game suit this course? So yeah, know that, know that for going forward. So, Lost so basically, you could play at Augusta, and if you shoot poorly at Augusta, it's probably going to be left off your rankings. Um, that's a, that's a really really <laughs> fair question. Um, no, because I put some courses on here that I didn't shoot well. I, I tried to kind of not do that because that that's yes, yeah, you, you nailed it. But no, that's all right. Sort of. All right, I'll save my thoughts on Owasso Country Club for when they uh, come up on my list. Uh, do you have one more honorable mention? I believe. I had Gaylord Golf Club, and um, I know we're going to mention this in the future here about the Emerald being uh, fast greens. I have never seen faster greens than the Emerald, except for Gaylord Golf Club. That that those greens were literally, and, and this was eight AM we're playing. It was dawn, Dewey, you know, yeah. dawn. What's that? Dewey. Yeah, right. There, there, there's you know, they're wet. There's dew, and you'd land one on the fringe and it would roll all the way to the back part of the green. I, I couldn't hold anything. So it, it was one of the most nicest courses I've ever seen in my life. The bunkers pristine fairways cut so perfectly. It was like a straight edge ruler type of thing. So had to throw that on there just in terms of, um, niceness and no, I shot horrendous there. So there we go. There's one that I, I shot like 89 or something, 88. So, all right, that's fair. I've, I I haven't played there like you've always recommended it highly. We definitely need to make a trip out there to uh, play it again this summer. Uh, yes. I'll start with my number ten here, uh, Brookshire, Williamston. Uh, did this make an appearance on your list, or was it com- completely left off? Brookshire did make an appearance. Okay, all right. So uh, wherever you listed it, just throw out your thoughts on it right now. That's how we'll do this. Uh, just for the, for the rest of the list going forward. Uh, but so, all right, so you kind of you kind of have very strong feelings about this course. Because it's kind of you've never really won here as long as far as I know you've always kind of struggled a little bit you quote unquote call it a bobber's pair you call it a bomber's paradise which is pretty much just a, a, a ricochet shot at a, a guy we play with a lot Cooper so your kind of thoughts on this course and then I'll give mine so. I think at first, yeah, that was the case because I'm not a huge fan of the front nine. It, it, it's the case every time I always come in just totally throwing a hissy fit over shooting a 41 or 40 or even a 39. I'll just because it, it's not that hard of a course where I know that if you play it a lot, you could probably honestly shoot par. And I know that I'm capable of doing that. So when I come into the clubhouse, you know, the halfway house going to, you know, um, Heckler's Pub, yep. uh, you know, for drinks <laughs> and. I shot a 40. That's not a very good feeling because, you know, the, the, the back nine is pretty tough. But on paper, though, the back nine, I play very well. I've shot in 37 on their 38s and shot in the high 70s. So, yeah, I think in terms of beating you guys, I think I'm, you know, am very successful. But it's my attitude that kind of keeps me where it feels like it's not as good. But um, in terms of the course, it is like two different courses. The front nine is like 
they're two split nines. One's across the street from each other. Yep. And it, it, it's the front nine's kind of more of like a open Dutch hollowy type thing. Would you agree? Like, <laughs> easy, essentially, is what you're saying. It, it's easy, but it's not. It, like yeah. it, it, like hole four. If you duck hook it, you're in the water. But you know that you want to go that way because if you slice it, you're going to be 40 yards more away from the hole. Yeah. So there's holes where you have to strategically hit it, kind of like Glenbrier, but it's open like Dutch Hall. And uh, the back nine, yeah. go ahead. Is it, back nine is very narrow, but it's almost like you know that you're going to hit it in a good spot though, because you're never really too off on the back nine. Um, and then as far as like hole 10, 11, and 12, that's the Amen quarter of Brookshire. That's the kind of the turning point. High round's going to go, and then uh, it really, the, it really yeah. is. Uh, you mentioned the hole number ten, um, probably the single most. Like just attraction that draws me to a golf course is the whole number ten tee box. For those who've never played there, there they set the tee box where it's literally a foot away from an outdoor bar that is a very popular outdoor bar. <laughs> and every time I've played there, there's there's been one there. And the thing about this tee shot is it's almost an impossible tee shot. It's like they almost did it on purpose, where you're just going to look like a jackass in front of everybody because the fairway is about ten yards wide. There's water right along the whole left side and then sand all along the right side. So you basically have to be Tiger Woods to impress these group of, of like drunks at this bar and you never do. And, and what basically that's taught me is that I would not succeed in a like PGA tour event. Oh, absolutely not. Well, and, and here's the worst thing about it is whole 10. It's not that short. Of, it's not that long of a hole at all. Like, no. I'll hit maybe two good shots out of probably like we've gone there eight times. I'll probably hit two out of eight shots that were belted straight. And both times I had like 65 yards into the green. One time I buried it. Yeah, that's it's the, it's a, it's if you can hit a good tee shot and avoid the water, you're going to birdie it. But it's like a 50, 50 shot, whether you end up in the water or not. And then the whole, I guess going. So again, I need to improve the attitude because I need to appreciate this course more. So instead of being mad about shooting a 40 on the front nine, I need to realize that when you close your putt on hole nine, the drive from hole nine in from into the woods, across the street, to the tiki bar, and getting food, beverages, sitting there, you know, um, the staff is very nice, very uh, welcoming, yep. and just great feeling. And then you just go play, you know, hole 10. It's just you can't beat that feeling. Just that feeling alone is is very hard to beat really anywhere, except if you go to, like, you know, a Hawk Hollow or something. The the other thing that I would say is really notable about this course is uh, the par threes. It's got the hardest par threes of any course ever played. They're all, pl- like, 200-plus yards other than one, and one of them is, like, 240 yards where you really don't have a club that can reach the green. I, at least I don't in my bag. Is it or- that far? It's. I think it's pretty. It's probably two thirty five. It's pushing two forty from the tips. Because I hit four hundred on that hole. So you don't reach green. You don't oh, reach yeah. green. Yes, I no, do. you don't. Yes. You maybe on like that. a perfectly yeah. flush shot that on a dry day, maybe then you reach the green. Yes, me. It's it's a love affair with me and my four hundred on that hole. I hit that that well that 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 club every time on that hole. But it, it's but what's uh what's the whole. What am I thinking of? Hole seven. That that all oh, that is that the one you're thinking of? Hole seven. That one's like 230. But yeah, there's like two that are 230 yards. That one I'm hitting like hard hybrid, just hoping to get to the green. 
Yeah. Yeah, and even whole, and I love it how the course finishes with 17 and 18, both two just long ass par par threes. Where if you're like shooting around even, you're 100 percent probably going to bogey them both and yep. end up shooting in the 40s. Uh, all right, you're number 10. <laughs> all right, gotta get my list back out. Okay, number 10 is Captain's Club in Grand Blank, Michigan. So this course is adjacent to warwick hills and i played it this summer it is i'm I'm gonna do one con and then the rest is gonna be pros the con is that as you know you know the flint area grand blake area got hard hard hit by you know the 08 recession and the auto um industry auto industry decline and there's a lot of bit the course is kind of run down the area is kind of run down but it's still really nice and it was designed by golfer raymond floyd who's won five majors so uh, famous course designer and it literally is like a mini warwick hills if they were to fix that place up again how it used to be probably 30 years ago there's big houses there's lustrous cart paths that go through it it's like an up north course um tiger woods even did commercials there with um buick and nike back in the heyday when you go to warwick hills uh early 2000s yeah where I mean, it's just one of those where you go there and you know that you're part of history. Because Tiger Woods used to do practice rounds there um, before he played at Warwick Hills for the Buick Open back in the day. So wow. this, it, it's only like thirty-five bucks. I mean, this this course is a steal. The clubhouse is something you'd see at like a you know a Metamora um, or a, a Fountains for you. That, that's a good reference. A Fountains course for you. You know, um, it, it, it's beautiful. I haven't played there. I've heard good things. Uh, like you said, it's it's kind of funny how a lot of courses where if they would just hire a better like staff to upkeep the greens and stuff like that, that they, that it, they could probably charge a hundred dollars per round instead of forty. They could, this is this would be a seventy-five to ninety-dollar golf course if they were to if there were to be like a prime condition. That's fair. All right, my number nine. Uh, you just mentioned fountains. It's my number nine. Uh, you mentioned the clubhouse. That is like kind of the first thing that you notice when you pull up to those courses. That it's a like five star clubhouse and a great putting green, uh, like great outdoor patio, great rock rock wall, like built on the backside. Then you go and like play the actual course. And I don't know about you, but I wasn't necessarily blown away with it. it it's an average course. It's almost as if they transported like a Glenbrier or something to uh, this this place and just built like a mansion of a clubhouse to kind of like hide the shitty course behind it. That's the way I looked at it. It was a lot of fun to play. It was in pretty decent shape. I had a good time playing it. Uh, but it just it, when you first pull up on that clubhouse, you, you're expecting, you know, I don't know, Beth Page Black. And it's just not that. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I mean, I, the, the, you know, the buddy, uh, you know, Spin Dog, who took us to that course. And it's it's definitely a step up from, like, the courses around here. You know, it's like a one-up on Glenbrier. And it's, you know, nice drive to get – to a different you know area of the state and play and down in metro detroit so it's different but yeah clubhouse is beautiful um and then the, the first hole i remember i remember we like i think you birdied it I, I birdied it the first one it was like i looked out in eagle putt and then casey and uh or mr smythe and spindle they both parted yeah. so we're thinking we're like shoot we're gonna shoot in the 70s all of us and then it kind of went a little bit harder after that where it wasn't like you know a really like damaging course for your your scorecard like no. you're not gonna blow up on a hole but there was a lot of ones that you could just go on a bogey train for like you know five to six straight holes I, I, the one the one yeah the one hole i will say that was like kind of was the one that i would put on their like web page if i was them is they had a hole like a lot remind me if i'm 
correct, it was a long par five uh, that had a pond that had a super big hill that like had the green to the right of the pond that was a really cool hole right in front of the clubhouse. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, actually, there was two of them because there was one that the whole ten that went out that it went out that way, and you had to hit it over the pond for your second shot. Yeah. Then eighteen coming in, you had to hit it over the marsh, and you couldn't even really see the hole because it was kind of like tucked over the um, the lily pads and or what was it? that? Yeah, yeah. That hole might well, be the I, hardest I, hole in the entire state. That whatever that par five was that you're talking about, where the second shot had to go over the water to like an island green, pretty much. It, it was almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah, me, me, and me and Casey had to chip out. Like yeah. we, we literally chipped it out fifty yards, and we still had like you know two hundred forty yards in for our third shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, your number uh, nine. Number nine was Brookshire. Oh, okay. All right. So, moving on. Uh, I'll just jump right into my number eight then, and then we'll go right back to you yep. for eight. All right. Uh, Wasso Country Club. Uh, my number eight. I, I thought that this was going to be a really low ranking, uh, especially compared to you, who kind of jerks off this course. But you decide you don't even have it on your list. My, I've made my opinion on this course very well known. Is it a nice course? Yes. Is it like worth the like kind of the privacy and like the like question like whoa what's behind the that like gated fence? No, it's basically it's and I, this is exactly what I put in the blog. It, it's Glenbrier with three sweet holes. It's Glenbrier for fifteen holes, especially the front nine. And then there's you know the one par three that's way uphill. There's the par three that's way downhill right by the river. And then there's the par four that's way uphill. If you took those three holes out of the course, this course is Glenbrier. And and they treat you like it's Augusta. Like, I mean, the fact that I'm having to – I'm paying full price for these rounds. And the fact that we're having to, like, bribe the, the like, cashier to even get me on the course. Like, are you serious? And the fact that um, we – me and you had a, had a round where we paid full price, $65. Yeah. And we played five holes and then a monsoon hit. And they wouldn't give us a refund. So I was just I out of $65. So I just – this course reminds me – uh, just to go back to my blog one more time. I love to wear golf. I lo- when I golf, I like to wear sweatpants shorts and, you know, a T-shirt. The people that golf here think they're on the PGA Tour and they're out here repping, you know, Justin Thomas's latest line <laughs> of polo equipment. That's what it's like. You just feel like a little bit of an outsider there. But if this was a public course and it was a reasonably priced, like what I think it should be, like $40 a round, I would play it all the time. But it's not. I mean, I, I get, I get where they, you know, it's a country club. I get where they get their money and stuff. But all things considered, for being Shawasta County, they need to make it public because yeah. there's no other golf courses around here. You know, charge fifty bucks. I don't care. Just make it public because it's 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 nice. But it, it yeah, the, the whole thing about you know the secrecy of bringing people. It's not like you know you feel like you're like in this this club. Like I'm about to play the country club. You know, it's. I mean, come on. There's, there's a country club in every. There's a Saginaw country club. Well, there's a Basin here, country club. There's a Lansing country yes. club. I mean, those are those are Lansing country clubs way nicer. But my point is being that there is other country clubs that are probably like West Branch country club. That's like a public course. I, I play that. It's up uh, West Branch, obviously. Yeah. Public course. Great course, but it, it's public. So I, I get it, and I didn't put it on my top ten. Just kind of. Because I try not to like put shots to county courses on there yeah. to make it more for an all time list, you know. That's fair. Uh, like I said, if they just, you know, it's almost like they just need new management there. If they had new management, this would probably be my number number two favorite course 
uh, on the list, but it is a flat out bombers paradise. That's that's the only way to describe a Wasso Country Club is a bombers paradise, and that does not uh, suit my game well. Uh, but all right, you're number uh, eight. Number eight, um, I did play along with the fact that I shot very well here in the fall, and you didn't come with us. I think you were working or something like that, but uh, Tyrone Hills and Fenton area, a little yeah. south of Fenton. Um, I always used to drive by this course as a kid, um, you know, going down to Metro Detroit. My grandparents lived down there, just being in the area. So seeing this course probably 400 times driving by, always wanted to play it. So this fall we went there. And I was very impressed. And I'm going to post a blog uh, either tonight or tomorrow night um, with pictures of my top 10, just kind of like yeah. talk about my in-depth, you know, put in the words. I'm going to post a picture of whole one on there. It's got church pew bunkers. And if you want to know what a church pew bunker is, just look at my blog. It's literally a bunker that has like eight different islands in it. They're like long square islands that represent like, you know, a church pew. Think of being in church with different pews. And that's like what an Oakmont uh, course in Pennsylvania has for the U.S. Open. Yeah. So just off the bat, you see that. And then the other point I want to make about Tyrone Hills is the playability of it's very it, – it's – if you – if you're playing well, you're going to shoot well. If you're not, you're not going to play – you're not going to shoot well at all. But the uh, greens are all elevated. Like 14 out of 18 greens are elevated like six yards up in the air where you have – it's all flat, and then all of a sudden the green starts, and it just goes, you know, straight up like ten feet to where you can't even see the cup when you're you're hitting your second shot. Yeah, and it's a blind shot, but it's a very easy. It's like target golf, very easy. Just land it and hit it on the green. I, I I've heard I haven't heard much about Tyrone Hills, honestly. Is it like how much did you pay for your round? I think I paid like thirty something so like that. So It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Sure, we can get a golf now deal for thirty bucks. Yeah, all right, that's fair. All right, that's uh, Klaus is number eight. My number seven, um, Hawk Hollow in East Lansing. Uh, I'll just read this right off the rip. Uh, Hawk Hollow is everything you want in like a fifty dollars course. It's tough. It's tough. Has incredible scenery, a great clubhouse, uh, a sweet pup up course. Uh, but the thing that really draws your attention to this course is like the final. It's not the amen corner of this course because I think it's holes 16, 17, and 18 that wrap around this pond and have you lead right into a, a shot of the back of the clubhouse, which is a sweet clubhouse. Uh, and it makes you feel like you're at like a U.S. Open or you're finishing up at Augusta or something like that. Um, it's The three holes alone are worth the price of, of admission, but it, it's courses like this that make me wonder how Owasso Country Club is still in business because this course is, is at, at every which way better than Owasso Country Club. Um, and it's, and it's less, it's cheaper. That's just kind of the thing that kind of blows my mind about it. It's a beautiful premise. I mean, it's got like a chapel and a bunch of other shit. I love this course. I didn't play necessarily well there. Uh, but I just think it's an awesome course for anyone who likes golf. Really. That's funny. I feel like you're kind of directing that comment at a certain conversation we had back last summer when comparing, uh, hidden or, uh, Hawk hollow to, uh, said a country club. But, um, <laughs> I had Hawk Hollow as number three on my list. Um, I adore that course. Yep. It, it's just really, really in terms of um, there's only really three other courses on here that I could even say that are even like Hawk Hollow that I've played. Just the pristineness. Everything is flat out perfect. And yeah. I 
you go there and how I golf, I usually, I always do lift clean in place in crappy golf courses like, you know, Corona Hills, Brookshire, not crappy, but like medium courses. <laughs> That's what I mean by that. Yeah. You know I'm getting with this. <laughs> so when I go to places like Hawk Hollow or other courses that we're going to mention in the, in the, um, coming up, cause I don't want to spoil it. I don't need to lift clean in place because the ball is always going to be in a fine position. You don't, you know, you're not going to yeah. get stuck in a rut or stuck in a dirt mound or some stupid, you know, ant hill or something. So, and how I mean, often is your ball in an ant hill? I'm just well, Bryson, Shambo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just trying to be fair here, but um, no, it, it's it. I. The clubhouse is something you'd see in like a centennial or, or centennial, a colonial like um, you know Virginia or yeah. something. And the courses, I, I love the green. The greens probably are my favorite greens or top three favorite greens ever. I, I putt very well on them. They're yep. they're flattish, but they're easy to um, really speed. Yep. And every, every hole is kind of picturesque. I mean, there's really not like a, a non scenic hole at, at Hawk Hollow. Every hole you could take a picture of it and post it on an Instagram. Yeah, I uh, 100% agree with you. There's a reason that's so high on our list. If you haven't played Hawk Hollow, you flat out need to get out there if you're in the mid-Michigan area. All right. Um, I believe we're at your number seven, correct? Yes, number seven. That And number seven for me will correlate with Hawk Hollow being in the area. Um, college Fields. I know you haven't played this one yet either. Um, I think I mentioned that we should play this one Yep. Um, coming up. This one isn't more scenic than Hawk Hollow. It's almost as nice. I'd compare it to a Wasser Country Club. Maybe a hair nicer, just in terms of your uh, experience is going to be a little bit more fun because it's 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 literally just it's it's just south of um, MSU's campus. Yeah, like it's five minutes from it, so it's it's right there. And um, you know the cart girls are are great. When I mention them, and and at Hawk Hollow, you get, you're never you're never going to find a non good one there all right um you know that's a plus oh it's great and the back nine there is a par three that is kind of like it kind of reminds me of like a british open type par three where it's 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 kind of an open course but kind of not it's kind of like a mix but this one has like a Murfield or st andrews type feel where there's like mounds on both sides and you gotta just like hit it straight into this tunnel and if you hit it on the back side, you'll kind of like be on the slope. And if you hit it short, you're going to be like down in a ravine type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me a lot of a hole at uh, Briar Ridge in uh, Montrose. Uh, but all right, uh, moving on. My number uh, six, I think this I think this course is probably on your list somewhere. Uh, the links at Hunter's Ridge in uh, Howell. It's uh, The course, I, there's really no other way to put it other than the fact you're not going to see another course like it probably across the entire state. It's a true like links style course which like doesn't normally mean it's like the most scenic but it it is kind of like really scenic because some of the holes are like built over like a swamp type area where you have to drive your cart over a wooden plank uh walkway and then some of the holes are just flat out it looks like they're built on a farm uh with like weeds growing in between each of the fairways and it's really well kept but it's really the reason i put it so high on my list is because it's it's really one of a kind there's no other way to put it i've never seen a course like it. i've never played a course like it it's wild to put it lightly i contemplated putting that course and i totally agree very valid point um that course is nothing most mostly nothing like you'd see in michigan it's almost like something you'd see 
in the Midwest, like as in like, you know, Nebraska or um, England for yeah. that matter, you know, European. But I did not put Hunter's Ridge on my list um, just in terms of I, well, had that, you know, one incident there, you know, which one that was. Yep, but yep. The, Cheating. Yes. So it, but ever since then, you know, I've, I've, I've fought that demon. That one's been solved. Unlike Glenbrier, uh, Hunter's Ridge is now a ally and a great golf course. And might I mention the uh, 4th of July round that we played this year, that was, that was fire. Yeah. You know, playing uh, speed golf, you know, nobody in front of us. We got free hot dogs and I think we paid, and we paid a little bit, uh, it was like 50 bucks around or something like that because of the, you know, holiday rush or whatever, but really just easy greens, um, pretty short course. And then yeah. it's, it's workable. Like if you, if you're playing bad, you're really not even going to shoot that bad. It, it, unless you're, you know, you, like you will lose a lot of balls though. That's the thing is if you're yeah. not accurate on your drives, it's, it's a short course, but you know, a lot of people, they're not going to put their driver away for like an entire day when they probably should. Uh, if you're yeah. errant on your drives, like you're literally just going to lose your ball. There's no finding your ball in these weeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You're uh, number, I believe we're at number six. You're number six. Number six. Again, another one that we need to play um, this coming summer. Um, Apple Mountain in Freeland. This course is another one that I've wanted to play for five plus years. And it is just right up there. It, it really honestly should have been higher on my list just because of it, it would have been higher has it, had it not been for other courses. Um, but just I've gone there, I think, three or four times. Each time I think I've shot in like, you know, 74. 76. Um, I think the worst I shot was like 77. It's just been mid 70s every time, and it's another one where you don't need to do the whole, you know, prop your ball up. You just play it, and the greens are, greens are actually like the only thing I'll say that's kind of a negative is you'll, I hit I think for the first two times I played there, I think I missed like two greens for both rounds each. So, you know, I'm missing one green every nine holes basically, and. I should be shooting like, you know, 65, you know, making pot, if I were to make pots, but you miss every birdie putt pretty much. You'll be like 20 feet and you'll always miss them. So you might make one, but they're, they're just really flat and you expect them to break and they don't. But, um, there is hole four. It starts after hole four, you go up, you literally drive up the ski, um, resort. Oh, I didn't you, know that it was a ski hill. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a ski resort. So Apple Mountain. So right now it's like a ski resort. Where you, it's not a very big mountain, but um, well, Apple Mountain. So you, yeah. So hole five. I think it's hole five. You. It's a par three that the green is literally shaped like an apple, and you're hitting it like probably a hundred feet downhill. And everybody in my group always that we play always doesn't know what club to hit. They're always oh, I'm gonna hit you know nine iron because it's gonna be downhill. And there's water in front of it, and if you go over, you're in the woods. Wait, the green and is literally shaped like an apple. Literally shaped like an That's apple. That's pretty cool. The green's, like, the green's like the base of the apple, and then there's two bunkers behind it that are like the um, stem. Yeah, or the yeah, leaf yeah. So, All right, that's pretty sweet. I, I I have driven by this course. It's a lot nicer than I thought it was. I'd never even heard about it until maybe uh, two two months ago, like mid mid fall. I never even heard about the course until then, but it, it looks sweet. Yeah. Uh, is it, what's the price range? What are we looking at with that one? I got a discount. So 
it was cheaper, but I think the price it's it's gonna be pretty steep. It's gonna be like I think seventy bucks, seventy five bucks. Seventy right. I think is what it was. That's fair. I gotta get out so. to Apple Mountain. All right, number five for me, uh the Eldorado in Mason. Looking back on my list, this is probably going to be the one that I think gets booted, even though it's number five. I just didn't know really where to put it, uh, just because it's obviously nicer than you know Brookshire and courses like that. Uh, but I just could, I don't like it necessarily more than those courses. So I think that this would be the first one gone from this list after this summer. But the name's awesome. I mean, Streets of Gold. You can't come up with a better name for a golf course, really. Uh, what I remember about this course is it's pretty much a, a bomber's paradise i know we had a couple guys on our team that could bomb the ball and that was like the best they shot all year was at mason and then well, i remember I, I mean cooper's a bomber and he <laughs> shot like a 110 so. <laughs> well, we all had some routes I, 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 I think actually i think it was all i think i played a couple me and cooper played like two varsity matches prior to this one but i think this was the first this was our freshman year um for the listeners we were on the varsity team and stuff like that after that uh, for a sophomore year, but this was the first match that um, we all were on the same tournament on varsity. So I think I think me and you should both shot in the nineties. I don't know. It <laughs> yeah, great, I think I, I yeah I didn't I didn't play well there. Like I yeah. said, I don't know. And it's and maybe this is just an oversight on me even putting on this list because I don't remember really a whole lot about this course. I remember one specific par three that was like in the middle. Of, it looked like it was a, a middle a up north uh, hole where it was like uh, probably 130 yards and just like a green with like a little ravine underneath it. That was pretty sweet, like kind of tucked away by itself. Uh, so, yeah, if I had to put anything else, like I probably overstated it, putting it this high on my list. But it is a nice course that uh, if you're in the Mason area, I would probably play. Again, I definitely want to play it again. Yeah, we'll have to go down there and uh, and play that one again this summer. All right, you're uh, number five. Number five, um, the nightmare. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so, the the nightmare, if you don't know, is the adjacent course to the dream. Right great names, street. great names for two golf courses. Isn't it though? I mean, we we should, we should do like a package. I mean, they, well, they have a package. They have a, you get two. You get to play both those golf courses. I think twice for like I don't know, two hundred bucks something like that. So, but anyway. The Nightmare was the course that uh, me and Casey made um, regionals. Our, it would have been my freshman year, his senior year in high school. And we got to go up with Coach Lepper and play regionals. Um, and that, that was a big deal because yeah. we went up to Coach Lepper. I think it was like his wife's um, you know, sister's cabin or whatever. And that was that was fantastic. It was on Stylus Lake. and Or not Stylus Lake. It was uh, Secord Lake. Sorry. Yep. And... It was picturesque. So we woke up the next morning after playing a practice round the previous night. You know, we got pizza the night before and had fun. And then we get to the course, and I think we both shot pretty good. I shot 88, which was pretty good for freshman year being regionals. Yeah. Um, I didn't really do much better than that after that, you know, my <laughs> next three years. Um, you know, so. Didn't you literally shoot an 88 at Glenbrier your senior year as regionals? Seven. Oh, okay. But I mean, and arguably uh, an easier course, uh, depending on who you ask. I played my heart out, dude. I couldn't. <laughs> have, well, okay, I don't. Don't get me. Don't get me started. But um, so eighty-eight, and I, I don't remember what Casey shot. I think he was a great around there somewhere, like ninety or something like that. But we just phenomenal. I mean, it was really one of the first like non-Gaylor up north golf courses I've ever played. So it was more 
I was just happy to be there type of thing. If I would have yeah. shot, you know, a 98, I don't think I would have complained once. Um, but, oh, it, it, it's just fantastic. It, it's kind of like the Black Lake course that um, you always tell me to play, where if you miss the fairway, you're going to be in the woods. SOL in the woods. You're yes. gone. So it's it's got to be a hard course, right, with a name like the Nightmare? It's very hard. There's drop-offs. There's... Um, <laughs> You know, the, the tiers on the greens where if you hit the wrong tier, you're going to go, you know, to the other side of the green. And really, I mean, if, if you're playing accurate, you'll, you'll be all right where you're not going to shoot terrible. But uh, it, it's it's definitely one where if you if you show up not playing your game, you're going to shoot 15 more than your handicap. You're going to be shooting like, you know, mid 90s, high 90s, even now for like it's it's that tough. Yeah. Uh, number four on my list is, I know this is on your list. I think if I had to guess, it's probably number one. Uh, so let's just talk about it right now. Uh, the Emerald, uh, in St. John's, it's called the, the gem of Michigan golf. Uh, let's just talk about the, the elephant in the room. It's the greens. I mean, you mentioned earlier, they're lightning fast. Uh, I wrote in my blog, the only way to prepare for them is basically by putting on a hardwood floor because that's really what it feels like. They, there's nothing like it and there's no way to get adjusted to it until you're three holes in and you finally kind of realize what it's like to put on them. Um, you nailed it. Emerald is number one on my list and number one on my heart and probably always will be. It is a true mid-Michigan gem of golf. The slogan suits the name beautifully. And no, it is not an up north golf course. It really kind of doesn't even really look like it, but no. it just feels like it for me. I don't know if it was just because you're on you know, the 127, which goes up north. I don't know what it is kind of in my mind where it just feels like you're not in the area, but you know, hearing the sounds of the freeway go by really is the only noise you'll ever hear on that golf course. You'll never hear anybody else play golf on there. You'll never get stuck behind another group. You're always just I, see. I, 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 the entire course is almost set up like a Corona Hills where the, all the holes are like running perpendicular with each other where even if you like hit a bad shot you play it out of the other fairway that's why i like the course it's something yeah. that you don't normally see in like a really nice course like that where it's all kind of it doesn't feel like you're congested but it is all like in the same little block that is pretty cool you mentioned like the the how it's like it doesn't really feel like an up north course uh that's always been my one like small criticism it's still pretty scenic uh, but it's not – It's not, like when you're arguing whether or not I should put it like in the top three of my list or not, it just – it doesn't have the same scenery as another course. Other than that though, like it's the perfect course in terms of like vibe and clubhouse and like um, everything that goes with golf. Like their, 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 their like motto is literally hashtag make golf social. Like so it's just kind of perfect in that sense and it's always pristine in pristine condition. It's – it's a it's a fun it's just flat out just a fun course to play the greens are going to add a few strokes to your score but you're able to make it up on a lot of like there's kind of some birdie holes that you can kind of take advantage of but just a really fun course i think i played that course an astonishing seven times in high school seven matches and every one of them was nine year lower i didn't shoot one that was lower than 90 and this was even when you know when you're 14 it just it was like a reality check of just you know what your potential is if you, if you i remember the one time it was freshman year i shot like a 52 or something that uh it was at centennial acres remember that one we played over in uh lakewood or not lakewood it was like 
um, Bione yes. or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. So we both shot horrible, went there the next day, and I was really like, you know, worried. I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to shoot all the 110 or something like that. And that course clears your mind and just helps you breathe on golf. You just play your game. You don't try to like, you know, um, force anything. And there's some tough holes, don't get me wrong. And there's some big numbers out there if you mess up. But it's, it's incredible. It, it really is. The greens, I love fast greens. And to have those greens is kind of, I don't want to say like relaxing, but it's just knowing that I can hit it short of the green and kind of like run it up there and hit it center of the green every time really helps you. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say, just my favorite part of the course is the heart of the course, which is, um, and for those who don't like kind of believe in how fast this course is, like the stint meter is literally higher than most U.S. Open courses, like when they measure it uh, from what I've heard. Uh, so that's kind of the way that golf nerds measure the speed of greens. Uh, but my favorite part of the course, and this last thing I'll say on it, is uh, it's like the heart of the course. I think it's hole 12. It's a par 3 going uh, like south, and then there's a par 3 going like north the other way. And there's like four or five different like tee boxes all within like 100 yards that – is probably my favorite like spot where if I could just like have a couple beers and watch people golf, like that would be where I would set it up. It's the hub. It was always the coaches hub in high school. Yeah. Too. You'd have a, you'd have like seven coaches sitting there and just watching like six different holes. But, um, last thing I'll say about the Emerald, um, actually two things I'll say about it. Um, considering it's my number one, um, one, it's magical literally where if you literally, where if you're having a bad day now I have, gotten a big number there before it's not impossible you're not going to you know not get a triple bogey or quad it happens but there was one it was a freshman year and i hit one didn't really know the course and i hit one like thinking that the hole was going to go um one way it was hole 13 if you know what that one was the one after that part three you talked about yep yep and i like hit it straight thinking it was going to go straight but the hole actually turns so i had to drop because i didn't know you know where it went so i'm dropping for four and then you know after that i'm pretty mad dub it now i'm in the bunker hitting five and then i blade it in the bunker now i'm over the green hitting six and i can't see the flag and there's like 20 trees around there so if i hit it too high i'm gonna hit a branch so I just went over there with my sandwich and just said you know what screw it i'm just gonna hit it i don't really care i'm gonna get my nine and whatever i'm just gonna shoot 104 or whatever i hit it and all of a sudden i hear my pop the part the, play, uh, the guys i'm playing with they go oh he got it i shot and, and i'm like i'm like what they're like you made it i'm like no way and so get up there and it's in the hole and just pure luck shot there was no i mean one in a million shot yeah truly like one one Wow, uh, that's awesome! Yep, I, everything you said. There's a little bit of magic in the air there. Just it feels bigger whenever you play there. I don't know how else to really put it. Even without some of these other courses that are on this list, it just feels bigger uh, whenever you play at the Emerald. Uh, number, uh, I believe, is it your pick? I think it's number four. And then the other thing uh, was the hospitality, the cart girls too. That was the other thing. <laughs> All right, yeah, that was my note. So. Yep. All right, there yeah, I'll throw it out there. All right, near number number four. Number four was Hidden River golf and casting club in Brutus, Michigan, which is like, um, here's the map. Well, it's like North, uh, West lower peninsula way up there. I've never heard of this course. Almost to the bridge. I play it, um, my senior year before senior year with Cooper. And this was again, just 
I feel like a broken record. Just nothing could penetrate how good the greens are, how good the fairways are, and the scenery. I mean, it, it's pure up north golf. Nobody even really knows about this course. And it cost me 100 bucks to play 36 holes. And I got the junior discount because I was 17 at the time. So I think it cost like 130 Usually that's how much, like, uh, you know, Kurt paid, Cooper's dad paid um, to play it. We got the discount. But this course was, like, again, just – I don't really want to say, like, magical because that's, that's the, the term I coined for the Emerald. But I shot really well here, and the greens were just – I don't know how to describe it. They weren't fast, but they weren't, like – well, they were fast, but they weren't, like, where it was – you just basically you just like play target golf. You just hit towards the flag, and you don't really care about where the ball is going to bounce. You just hit it towards the flag, and it's going to be a good shot. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're 100 right. Uh, at least from what I've heard, you said the same thing that Cooper said. Uh, just it's, it's a one of a kind course. I've never played it. Is there? Do you have any other thoughts on that one? The clubhouse is. I'll I'll show you a picture later. It is like the the best scene you'll ever see from a clubhouse for an up north golf course it, it, it's in the middle of nowhere and this golf course the clubhouse is something you'd see like you know again like a fountains or something and you can eat um they have a restaurant you can like eat food on the back patio and the back like the back side of it's a golf course obviously and there's like a small river that goes through there which is like where they fish and stuff for casting or whatever and you can see like the pine trees and you, you feel like you're looking at like some sort of like history book of what Michigan looked like back in 1820. Yeah. It's just picturesque and you're eating great food, looking at this view saying this is paradise. All right. Fair enough. All right. My number three, uh, speaking of paradise, the scenery at this course is the best I've ever seen on any course I've been to, uh, other than maybe black Lake, uh, coyote preserve in Fenton. It's the perfect definition of a course where if it was well-kept, they could charge $100 to play there because when I was there, um, numerous times I saw like coyotes, I saw deer like in the fairways. Like it, it really is like a wildlife preserve. Like there's, there's a reason it has that name uh, and it's got a lot of really cool holes and at one point on this course, there's literally a like water park like on the in the middle of somebody's backyard like just outside – just like – to the left of the green it's kind of wild so that's something that's just another bonus but uh just for like a few of the holes that are like where you feel like you're like standing on top of a mountain and just like looking down at woods and like a a downhill fairway like there's two or three of those holes that just kind of take your breath away yeah i must have missed the water uh water park park. i played there it was like four years ago last time oh it must have just been built i get or i just don't remember it but yeah that seems um, pretty cool. It must have been like through where those houses are. I remember there's like a hole where there's like a par five, and then you like drive through a neighborhood type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you literally do. It's yeah, like a little cul de sac. Yeah, you like drive on the road. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just that's just a great course. Uh, all right, you're number three. Well, going back to one more thing on it, you oh, said okay. that you saw coyotes at Coyote Preserve. I, I hope you saw coyotes there because you know it's in the name, but. Stop! Throw it out there. Well, it's like no, it, I I see like what people like it is you. There's like it, there is like animals everywhere on this course. I don't know how else there to put is, it. I don't know if yeah. they built it in the middle of a forest or or what, but it, there's animals everywhere at that place. Must be some sort of like nature haven or something. Yeah. 
Um, number three for me was Hawk Hollow. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh, so moving on, I'll just throw my number two out here. Uh, this is everything that Coyote Preserve could be if it was well kept and well managed and all and like really nice golf carts and all that sort of stuff. Uh, the Majestic on Lake Walden in Heartland. I love this course. It's the perfect mix of everything that you look for in a course, whether it's scenery, difficult difficulty, uh, like well kept,ness like. My favorite part about it is that you, as soon as you leave hole one, you don't see another golfer or another human being until you come back to hole eighteen. Be, like it's one of those courses where it's like an up north course where you, as soon as you leave, you, there's there's trees around you on every hole. You're never going to see another green. You're never going to see another group. And I think that's always kind of pretty cool. I personally always love that. Uh, and there are just a few like really nice uh, holes there too, like the par three that's over uh, Crick and it's downhill uh, with a whole line of trees behind it. Uh, but my favorite hole, and maybe you'd remember what exactly the hole was, it's a par four. Would I think you went out of bounds on your drive? It's and you're looking down and you can basically yeah. see like the entire golf course like around you. That is like it was like a screensaver is really the only way to put it. Uh, and then one last thought I had on this is. Um, the golf carts have like masters trivia and something that I think more courses should do. It had like tips on how you should play each like tee shot, like how the green set up where you want to be on the green. Whereas for guys like you or me who maybe only play the course one time or one time every summer, like it's nice to know like how to play a course. And I think more courses should do that. No, that's well said. You're forgetting one more thing though about the fiasco with us. Remember the, Oh, the golf cart, golf cart flipping yeah, over. Got a couple that plus the the famous video too. Maybe that's why that uh, that course is so high on my list because that was probably the most fun I've had in a golf round in my entire life. That golf round was something that could never be replicated, probably ever again, uh, with the just absolute whirlwind that happened uh, that day. Couldn't believe it. <coughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but all right, you're number two. Uh, number number two on my list would be. Warwick Hills. Um, I had the privilege to play that last summer, and it meets up to the standards. I mean, there really isn't any words. Am I going to go, oh, it's amazing, it's it's great, it's pristine, we're past all that. That, that needs to be assumed at this point. I mean, if the, if the PGA Tour is playing here, you if you don't think that it's a nice course, you basically can just throw your clubs into the shots, your river, and quit. Yeah. You're done. You're done. So if you... I've ever been to the Buick Open, you know that um, it's a really open golf course and everything is just kind of all out in front of you where you kind of see like, you know, three or four different holes if you look. Um, you know, even with the crowds, you can still see across the place. That's kind of how it was where it's open. Yeah. But if you hit it, Aaron, you're going to be, that was a place like trees and, and bunkers and like really tough places where if you are, they, basically they know where you're going to miss. And yeah. it happened every time. You have to play like against the course's mind where you're hitting a shot and you know that they want you to go this way, but you have to hit it this way to avoid that mistake. And the, I got to go into the clubhouse. The clubhouse is full of memorabilia from every Buick open possible. Every winner's picture in the hallway. Um, they have the trophy in there and there was nobody there cause it was Monday where the clubhouse is uh, closed on Mondays for country clubs. So got to see everything in there, you know, all the flag six, all the pictures, and there really wasn't like anybody out there. It, we, we had we had the course to ourselves, and it was um, very tough. And the front nine I shot horrible. 
because it was kind of like a glad to be there type of thing. Didn't really care about the score. Then the back nine heated up, shot a legit 40 from the tips at Warwick Hills on a PGA course. That is a very, um, you know, strong uh, trophy I got, I guess you could say. But I also double bogeyed the famous uh, 17th hole, you know, the, the, the beer drinking, whatever you want to call it, hole. Everybody knows. Yeah, I loose in the water there, so very tough course. Oh wow! I that's another course that's definitely on my bucket list that uh, I'm going to play this summer. Uh, I used to walk it, you know, Buick Open, like you mentioned. Uh, it'd be different. I wouldn't even know if I'd recognize the course if I went back and played it because uh, last time I was there, I was like eight years old. Uh, but number yeah. one on my list, uh, no surprise here. We mentioned it a couple times Black Lake. Uh, it, it's it's also, you know, it's not just me. It's nice to have somebody like uh, Mike Sullivan, uh, who founded like Metro Detroit Golfers, say that this is his favorite course in, in basically the entire oh, state because it's a course that I, it's the definition of a hidden gem. It's in the middle of nowhere on a way. You, you literally, there's nothing within uh, 45 minutes, any direction around this course. And they just decided to build a championship course here really for, I don't know why, uh, but it's there and it's, it's, it's almost like playing like Alabama or something in football where you hear about how hard it is. It's uh, apparently according to some sort of, I don't know, either uh, a magazine or something like that. It's been graded as the second hardest course in the state behind Oakland Hills South, which is hosting the U S open in in 2029, 2029, I believe. So it's on that by the way. uh, It was uh, Mike Sullivan. Actually, I got it from his podcast, so I'm not sure. Really? Yeah, okay. he said that in his uh, in the Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. I, I he said his source when he said it, but I don't remember uh, what it was off the top of my head. But it's one hell of a course. It's oh, it's, it's the definition yeah. of up north course where if you miss the fairway, you're literally going to be in the woods. It's incredibly long. Like you just can't even fathom how long this course is until you're playing it and you realize that it takes like a driver in a three wood to reach every single par four. Uh, there's no like driver into a sand wedge on any of these holes. It's they're all hard. They're all hard earned. Uh, it's just one heck of a course. It's a lot of fun, and it's although it's in the middle of nowhere, I'd recommend people get out uh, and go play it. How? What are the greens like? The greens are like they're so spongy that if you hit like a flop shot, it's gonna the ball's gonna get embedded in the green. Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they're so green that that's what happens. The holes, like the actual holes that they cut out on the greens. I, and I know I'm going to sound dumb saying this because you just take it for granted, but they're literally perfect circles that are like what you would expect, like a PGA two, like like when you make a long putt, like it has a loud drop to it, and it's and it's got the logo inside the cup. And there's one hole oh. in particular, par three, that's like 230 yards. That uh, it's kind of its most known hole. It's like the land, the trademark hole that has like a sand trap that is bigger than any sand trap you've ever seen in your life. It's probably 200 yards long and 100 yards wide so it's just it's and it's all different shapes and sizes uh in that sand trap so it's awesome uh but yeah i can't say enough about this course uh any thoughts on it that sounds really cool no we'll have to we'll have to try that um we'll have to try that course out here this summer i know you said something about getting passes up there that were pretty cheap so i really look forward to seeing how picturesque this course is you, you've talked about it. even your brother have talked about that for 10 years i mean you, you've always said it's you know you're going up to your family uh, retreat and seeing it and knowing that it's uh, such a nice course. But yeah, on a ways in the middle of absolute nowhere. It really is. It's on Black Lake. Uh, all right. I believe your number one was already mentioned, the Emerald. Uh, before yes. we wrap this up, let's throw out uh, – you, ha- you came up with this idea for your four least favorite uh, courses. So let's just maybe give a couple of uh, 
you know, talking points on each of them. I'll start. Uh, number four, I don't have strong feelings about this one, Chippewa Hills. It just was a boring hill, a course when it <laughs> existed. Uh, there's a reason that it's no longer around. Uh, number three, uh, Briar Ridge and Montrose. This, it's a nice course. I really can't complain about the actual course itself other than the guy who designed it, which for somebody like me who has a natural draw to all of his shots, the course is literally probably 15 dog leg lefts. So it makes it pretty hard for me to play. Uh, and, and all the fairways are lined with trees, so it's it's almost impossible for me to even shoot well at that course. Uh, you were no, even farther four, though. I mean, you, you were playing solid. I was first. playing solid, yeah. And then uh, we ran into the dog legs. It was the people. Yeah. yeah, and we were waiting forever at every shot, which was the story right. of the 2020 golf season. Um, all right, but number two, Dutch Hollow. I don't necessarily hate this course either. It's just, you know, if I had to throw out a course that I didn't necessarily love, it's Dutch Hollow. A little too easy for my blood. I know that it's not like I'm like some scratch golfer, but I don't want to be shooting par if it means that I'm just <laughs> lining up my driver and just hitting it as far as I can, not caring about where it goes. There's literally no trouble on that course. There's not a single sand trap. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know about it. Uh, but my number one, and you know why I hate this course so much, Willowbrook. I uh, went from basically my favorite course in the area, given the reasonable prices and the course itself, uh, to my least favorite course, to a course that I'll never play again uh, because of how we were uh, treated there. So I don't need to go. If you want to know the details of that, I'll just give you the quick cliff notes. Is Basically, uh, they had a problem with us playing in a five-sum, even though we cleared the five-sum before we showed up there when we set the tee time. And But the only problem was is that we were literally – playing like the slowest round uh humanly possible because of the two groups ahead of us that were like the whole entire course was backed the up whole course was clogged to the point the <laughs> there's really no way to explain it so there the guy two groups on every hole and they didn't say anything about it because i set the tee time i asked them um can we play in a five some i said i know it's inconvenient but i want to ask you because we're pretty fast golfers and we will pick up the pace and they said we don't have a problem with that i also clarified clarify with the guy in the clubhouse <laughs> not the old guy that said i can do it i made sure and then all of a sudden the old guy comes out but and, carry on. and well but like the you can't you can't imagine how slow this we literally had to walk off the course after five holes because you would you would be meeting up with the group ahead of you on the tee box uh and then when you were actually teeing off the group behind you would be meeting up with you so it was like that's how slow things were playing you basically had to wait for the entire group ahead of you to play the hole before you could even think about teeing off. So that's my that's my bottom four. Uh, what are yours? Four horsemen of hate. That's what I call it. <laughs> I'm going to start with number four and then go down. Number four, IMA Brookwood, which is in uh, Davidson. Yeah. I played that course twice last year as like a fill-in for a body for a league. And both times – I literally shot 45 both times. I, I, a lot of it was because it was playing in a league. I hate playing in like you know men's leagues where it's like you know drinking beers and just casual golf. I, I can't do that crap. Yeah. I'm either all in or I'm all out. So I couldn't focus and I played horrible. The course is horrible. Every every shot is a like not like you know how my ball flight is. Every shot was like anti of that. It was yeah. all dog I lefts where. It's literally welcoming a duck hook, and I was struggling with that at the time. Um, now it probably wouldn't be as bad because it kind of sets up for a slice, so I'm, I'm more, I'd be more atoned in that now. But Brookwood is horrible. The greens were just literally – it was just aerated both times, so it was like you know the holes and stuff in it. Terrible. Number three, 
Cat Key, which is in Big, Big Rapids, uh, Barrett State's golf course. Um, I don't really know what it is about it. Every time I go up there, I just play really bad. And everybody always says you can't hit driver at that place, but I know that's not the problem because I'm really accurate with my driver, so it's not that Right, right. The you're, the, that, you're the one that's right, not everybody who's telling you you can't hit driver at the course. No, well, let me explain why. It's the fact that I'm hitting a 7-iron, 160 yards, into every single hole. Every hole is the same. And it's all like that inconvenient yardage where I should yeah. be hitting a 6-iron, but I don't want to hit a six iron to be too far. So every hole, every hole's yardage is not working. So that's my number three. Number two, and you're, these are two you're going to really know why. Holiday Meadows, do I need to explain why? <laughs> no. Uh, we know you hate that course. You claim that it's the slowest playing course uh, in the world, which uh, maybe isn't far off. It uh, depends on when you play there. It's leisure luxury meadows you, you go there when you're you're 82 and you're you know got your grandkids out there you're gonna go where you're you're abe lincoln um your abe lincoln patriotic hat and take the kids snorkeling in a whole seven pond and my number one is we've kind of already talked about it glenn Breyer, um for multiple reasons yep. and that's that all right, that's a wrap, Klaus. Uh, we're just we just passed over the hour mark on today's pod. It's uh, it's a full one. It's a loaded one. If you love golf, uh, check it out. There's a lot of new golfers that started the game last summer, so hopefully they uh, catch on. And if you want to play these courses, none of these courses are super duper expensive. Uh, they're definitely ones that I stand behind, and I know Kraus stands behind as well. Uh, Klaus, any closing thoughts just on golf or life in general before we wrap this up? Um, let's get through this winter and just you know. Stay safe and stay healthy and get through this and let's get to the summer and have a just as good as a you know, let's let's make summer twenty twenty one golf better than summer twenty twenty golf, which is saying a lot. All right, I am Fats and that is Klaus uh, saying so long. Uh, we'll see you on Friday with a brand new podcast. Thanks for listening. For the crown, you be hating and I still hold it down. When you round, man, the girls never lounge. Man, I heard you a hound. Right, man, that bitch need a bounce. Tip, 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 bounce out of gown. Hands high to the sound. Yeah, yeah, I'm the rich nigga now. Big bitch, down the talk of the town. Make a bitch run the mouth. Yeah, yeah, go south for the boy. Pop, pop, pop down to the floor.
Money slinging on the curb. We cards every corner sell her. Watch it fly to a bird. Nigga, I can pitch you a curb. Uh, let this real shit occur. Make meals from a bird. Nigga, cop a crib in the birds. Nigga, you ain't saying nothing but a word. Smoke something for your nerve. Whole mother paid on the first. Then nigga going broke by the third. B bounce for the crown. Fast forward, getting real to me now. Every dog need a cat to me out. Every once in a while. I see hands in the crowd. See white, black, blaze in the pound. Jump, jump in the round. Pits ass bump by the gown. From the ground, hype for the sound. This first straight from the morning, down from the floor. Bounce, bounce. Uh, uh, uh huh. Bounce, bounce. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brassy girls everywhere. Titty ass hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Uh, met man of the year. Met man of the bounce. Brassy girls everywhere. Titty ass hands in the air. So party over here. Shaking for the man of the year. Everywhere, yeah. pretty ass hands in the air, somebody over here, shaking for the man.